0: Matt, thank you so much for listening to this episode. On today's podcast, we have Providence Friar, Assistant Captain, and Senior Haley Lunny. But before we get to that interview, I'd just like to ask if you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Also follow our Instagram and Spotify. This helps our podcast grow and helps us get new listeners, and I appreciate it very much. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate it as well. So our interview today is with Haley Lunny. She had 18 points this past year and also blocked a hefty total of 38 shots that must have hurt. But as Mike Felger would say, enough with the trees. Let's get to our interview now.
1: On today's podcast, we have rising senior of the Providence Friars women's hockey team, Haley Lunny. Thank you so much for joining us, Haley, and how are you doing right now? My first question to you is how's quarantine been going for you and what have you been doing to prepare for this upcoming season?
2: Quarantine's been going well. Um, I've been out and about a little bit more recently. I've been um, in the gym and uh, on the ice finally, which is which is uh, really good to be back.
1: And being a senior this year, what type of leadership do you hope to bring to this year's Providence team?
2: Um, I will be an assistant captain this year, so I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. Um, but not much is, I don't really plan for much to change since last year. Um, I just wanna be there for my underclassmen and set a good example on and off the ice. So pretty excited though to be an assistant captain.
1: Yeah, and what was your reaction when you found out you were gonna be one this year?
2: Um, I was pretty excited, I had a bunch of my teammates congratulate me and just tell me that they they know that I'm gonna do, do a good job in that role. And I'm, I, I like my assistant captains and captains as well. And I think we're gonna be a good group together. Mm-hmm.
1: And what are some of your goals and expectations, not only for yourself, but for your team as well for this upcoming year?
2: Um, I have pretty high expectations for us. I think we have a really big freshman class coming in, and um, I'm looking forward. They're, they're supposed to be very, very good and talented coming right up, right in off the bat. Um, and I expect us to go far in hockey East this year and hopefully NCAAs if, if that happens.
1: And I want to start off talking about before you went to Providence. You grew up in Bedford, New York. How did you start playing hockey?
2: My dad, actually, he went to Holy Cross. He holds the point record there at Holy Cross. Um, So it was kind of a given that I was going to be playing hockey. So I was on skates when I was two and um, started playing with boys when I was four or five. So I played boys for, for quite a long time.
1: And who was your hockey idol growing up?
2: Uh, hands down Ryan Callahan he used to be on the Rangers then he was on Tampa he just retired last year but um Ryan Callahan is someone I try to model myself after um he's a great leader and just a gritty player so he's always my role model
1: now before Providence you also played for the North American Academy Winterhawks what was that experience like for you
2: that was a very different experience I went to prep school for a year my freshman year out to the gunnery Um, and then I went to, we call it Naha, for three years, and it was kind of a different setup than what most people are used to. You would go to your public high school for a year, and then, or um, not for a year, for a month, and then you would go to Naha for five months, and then finish at your public high school once the season is over. Um, So it was a little tough socially, but I loved my teammates, and um, it definitely made me ready for any situation on and off the ice so it it really helped me grow as a person which I'm always grateful for yeah
1: and how did help how did playing for the winterhawks help you prepare for college hockey
2: um we we played the best girls in the country and um we would fly over we'd fly all the way to british columbia to play teams um and so it really helped uh our league was very tough too um physically and very, very skilled players. Um, so when I got to, when I got to Providence, most of the teams and people I were seeing were people I played in high school. Um, so that definitely really, really helped me.
1: Yeah, and um, you also had the opportunity to participate in the 2016 U.S. National Development Camp. What was it like to play against some of the best players in the country?
2: It was awesome. It's um, definitely eye-opening too when you Come from kind of your small bubble in New York that I was in, and then go and see like the national talent. Um, But uh, it was a lot of fun. I made a lot of friends there. Um, And it was just a really good experience to see kind of everyone else's level and where I fit in that.
1: And I want to talk about your recruiting process and why did you choose to go to Providence?
2: Um, I chose to go to Providence my sophomore year of high school which is a little early, some might say, but the moment I stepped on campus, I knew that that's where I wanted to go from the amazing facilities that we have um, to just the, I like a smaller school for very intimate classes. And I feel like I definitely got that here. Um, The community at Providence um, really is a Friar family. And then as for my recruiting process, um, our head coaches at the time um, came up to my coaches from my hockey academy and kind of reached out to me. And within the week I was calling them, setting up a visit. So I know the process has changed a little bit since I got recruited, but that's what happened with me.
1: Yeah. And what was the biggest adjustment you had to make coming into college hockey?
2: Um, I would say the level of commitment, obviously I've always been very committed to hockey. That's how I got there, but it's, we would sometimes we're at the rink from two thirty to seven thirty. And I have to figure out how to do my homework out around that time, what I'm gonna eat. Um, so you just have, and that could be five days a week, you're at the rink from 2.30 to 7.30. So just being that committed to hockey and not thinking about anything else, I'm at the rink. Um, and then just um, being able to manage my time well. So that was probably the biggest adjustment.
1: Yeah. And how did you figure out how to balance both the academic side of college, hockey side of college, and just the whole lifestyle of being a student athlete at Providence?
2: Um, Well, fortunately I had very great upperclassmen um, and they really helped navigate, tell me what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, but ultimately it all comes down to the individual person and figuring out what you find most important. And the first few weeks of college are very, very tough, but, they're necessary because that's the way that you figure out what's going to work for you and how to find a balance.
1: Yeah, and I want to get to some of your hockey now. Talk about your first Hockey's playoff series against UConn. Even though you lost, what did you learn from that whole experience?
2: Um, I learned that hockey East playoffs, it does not matter what ranking you are, any team can be any team. And that's been consistent my three years there. And playoff hockey is completely different from regular season hockey and um it's extremely competitive extremely gritty and um it's not necessarily the best team that wins it's the team that wants it more that wins always so that's what yeah I
1: mean. also before your sophomore season Matt Kelly your head coach now was hired for his first season what's it like to play under him and what was it like going through a transition with a new coach in your sophomore year
2: it was definitely scary going through a transition um especially for the girls that were coming in. Um, uh, But I really love playing for coach Kelly. He's the best. Um, He's such a fair coach and you always, he, he lays out his expectations for you. And um, he's really, he, my favorite thing about coach Kelly is no matter what the score is, he stays calm the entire game. And that allows us to stay calm. And we always have a sense of we know we're going to come back, even if we're down three goals going to the third period. He exudes confidence. And that really rubs off on us. And um, we're going through a coaching transition in the summer. um, After my freshman year was a little scary, but um, I could not have been happier with the coaching staff that Our athletic director put together,
1: and also during your sophomore season, you got to play in the Nutmeg Classic. What was that whole experience like for you playing against some teams that you might have not played in a normal regular season?
2: Mm -hmm. It was uh, it was so much fun. I wish we could do that tournament every year. I the goalie for Quinnipiac is actually one of my really really close friends, Abby Ives, and. We always thought that we'd never get to play against each other in college, but um, we've actually got to play against each other all three years, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, it's always fun playing Quinnipiac and Yale, um, and I wish we could do it more. And I know that my entire team would say that they'd want to do that tournament again.
1: Is it fun to play against some players that you knew before college hockey or is it hard because you don't want to beat them even though or is it like a competitive side I don't know I'm just I'm trying. Yeah
2: yeah no it's it's definitely our competitive sides come out and on the ice we, we we put on our game phases but then after the game we'll always go find each other and catch up and stuff so it's fun playing teammates but a little bittersweet of course.
1: And in the hockey's playoffs playoffs, uh, your sophomore year, you beat Merrimack in the quarterfinals. You won your first Hockey East playoff series. Talk about winning your first Hockey East playoff series and what was that like and what you learned from UConn series from your freshman year. Did you use some of that to help you against Merrimack your sophomore season?
2: I think we knew that we could not take Merrimack lightly. Um, and even though we were, we were the fourth-ranked team and they were the fifth-ranked, um, I think we knew that we had to come in and – um put our foot to the gas right away um and we also we really wanted it because the hockey's playoffs were being held at Providence that year and I think that that was a driving factor that we did not want anyone in our locker room um we wanted to be in our own locker room uh so the thought of that I think really motivated us um and we we came up just short um to Northeastern in the semifinal game but uh I know that that one haunts a lot of us, um, but it was really, it was really a special experience to go to the semifinals of Hockey and beat Merrimack in the quarterfinals.
1: Yeah. And like you just mentioned, you played Northeastern the following game in the semifinals. What was that game? What was it like playing in your home crowd in the uh, final four in the Hockey playoffs? And even though you lost, uh, what was it like to host that series and that entire game itself?
2: It was pretty special. We, we had a lot of fans there. Um, and there was just this whole other energy. It was kind of weird because we had to sit on the away bench, which is not usually our home bench So, or it's usually the away bench when we're at home. Um, So that was pretty weird, but it was, it was definitely a cool experience to see all the hockey stuff around the rink and um, go to the banquet the night before too. Um, But it was, it was a really devastating loss too, because we really loved our seniors that year. Um, And just to all the work that they put in and then, for a game that we should have won because I still feel like we were the better team and we just got the short end of the stick that game.
1: Yeah, and after that game, what do you think was the biggest improvement you made from your freshman season to now even?
2: I think it's just that desire um, to be back in that spot again and to go further because I felt like me individually and I know the entire team, we, we felt it. It was so close. It was right there. We really felt like we could win all of hockey's that year and to just miss out on that, um, I think is what's driving a lot of us and it pushes us to go a little harder in every single drill we do. So I know that I haven't forgotten what it felt like to loss to lose in the semifinals and I can say I can definitely say the rest for my team.
1: Yeah, and talking about this year you lost in the quarterfinals against New Hampshire. Uh, what did you take away from that particular season, and how do you think it will help you for next year? And what was the difference between that game and versus the one in Northeastern?
2: Um, I would say it was actually very similar. We, I believe, we outshot UNH. Um, I don't even think they had more than three shots in the third period, and we only lost one, nothing. So that was that was a killer. And I think that in the locker room after the game, none of us didn't, we didn't really know what to think. It's just such a shock. Um, so I really hope that we can use that pain again and translate it to next season like we've been doing in the past.
1: And you lost a really big senior class this past year. What have they meant to you personally and on and off the ice?
2: Um, they've meant a lot to me. Every, every year I always try to play for the seniors because I know that when I'm a senior, I want the underclassmen to do the same to me. And I really felt that was the case again this year. And they were so close with our entire team. Everyone from upperclassmen to lower classmen. And um, they, they really just added so much on the ice, um, especially on the blue line, too. So uh, they were really, really going to miss them. And they're just such great people. And I'm, I'm sad that their senior summer or spring got away from them. But I know that they'll be back.
1: And speaking of one of your seniors, uh, Whitney Dove signed a contract with the Buffalo Buttes of the N- in the NWHL. What was your reaction when you found out she signed that contract, and what can Buffalo fans expect from her?
2: Um, I was super happy when I when I found out that she would continue playing. She's such a great player and such a fun player to play with and be around. Um, and Wit has one of the best one-timers I've ever seen. Um, so she'll definitely be on that spot on the power play, no doubt. Um And they can just expect someone to always give 110%. And um, I'm pretty excited. She'll be playing, too, with one of my other former teammates, Kath McPherson, and Nevin Pelt, too. So there'll be a bunch of friars up in Buffalo that when they come down and play the Pride will definitely be watching.
1: So are you officially a Buffalo Buttes fan now?
2: (laughs) I I think it's safe to say I'm a Buffalo Buttes fan.
1: (laughs) That's good. And I want to ask you some other questions about hockey. What's your favorite road arena to play in? Is it Holy Cross because your dad used to play there or is it any other arena?
2: I, I, for sentimental reasons, it has to be Holy Cross. I personally, I like the locker rooms and the the whole setup at UNH the best, but for sentimental reasons, Holy Cross for sure.
1: That's an interesting rink too, because it's very small. And I've been to the locker rooms there when I played and it was, it's very tiny locker rooms. And mm-hmm. so,
2: oh, yeah, yeah.
1: What is, which road arena or does Providence have the best warm-up mix?
2: I would Providence. My, my teammate, Sierra Brown, she puts together the mix every year and she does a great job with it. I know that she puts a lot of work in. So I have to say, have to say (laughs) us.
1: Yeah. I know we just talked to her and she's going to be on the podcast soon. So Uh, now we're going (laughs) to get the non-hockey segment of the podcast where Mm -hmm. I ask you some non-hockey questions Mm -hmm. and speaking on the music scene of things, what is what music do you listen to before a game
2: definitely a lot of rap um i'm a huge drake fan so i definitely mix in a lot of drake and um i actually asked my brother my brother's a huge music guy so i have him make my pre-game playlist for me but it definitely consists of most mostly rap
1: uh what's your favorite drake song
2: mm, that that's a tough one it'd probably be tuscan leather it's uh it's not that popular but definitely give it a listen. it's a good one
1: and what is your favorite class you take at Providence?
2: Um, my favorite class that I've taken—I'm a political science major, so I my favorite class that I took was um, the Supreme or the U.S. Supreme Court. I learned so much, and I—I I was really pras- passionate about it.
1: Uh, what was something that you learned that you didn't know before?
2: I didn't know anything about the Supreme Court, basically, because I just changed my major to political science. Um, so just learning. How many? I didn't know how few cases the Supreme Court takes every year. They take about eighty, I believe. Um, so I thought it was way more than that.
1: And who? Which teammate do you have is the funniest?
2: Sierra, <laughs> Sierra Verone, for sure.
1: Now I was checking Instagram, and on Instagram, Holy Cross in Vermont had some caption contests that had mm-hmm. your shirt falling down. What was your reaction to those? And have you found out who posted those images?
2: I have not found out who posted those images, but um, my teammates joke that I fall a lot. And when I fall, I fall hard and make hilarious faces. So it was no surprise when both I had teammates send those photos to me in both cases. And they, they weren't surprised that I happened to be the one in it both times. Oh.
1: Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why?
2: Uh, pastor, like someone, if, even if oh, they died. it doesn't
1: matter if they died, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, I would say Ronald Reagan probably. So, probably our first modern modern day president, so.
1: Now, back to some hockey questions. Now, what should be done to try to grow women's hockey?
2: Um, I definitely think what the NHL is doing by expanding teams in Las Vegas and Seattle um is definitely helping and just to keep raising awareness and creating more programs for or teams for young girls to play in so they don't necessarily feel like they have to play with boys when they're younger so and I just think the more leagues and the more teams the better
1: now what were your thoughts on the new Seattle team name and logo
2: um I I was it I feel like it fits Seattle um but definitely does not look like any other NHL logo that that there is that's for sure
1: now what has been your favorite memory at Providence so far
2: Um, it's hard to, it's hard to pick just one, but I would say winning the nutmeg classic, um, my sophomore year.
1: Now, before I let you go, do you have any shout outs you'd like to make to any family, friends, or teammates?
2: Um, well, obviously all my teammates, um, specifically one Gianna Savistano told me to, to give her a shout out. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then just my mom too. I know that she'll be listening to this. So, Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for coming on. I wish you all the best with Providence and have a nice season and good luck.
2: Thank you so much.
0: If you haven't already, please check out our other interview we did today with Quinnipiac superstar Taylor Gerard. But I'd just like to say thank you to Haley again for taking time out of her busy schedule and coming on our podcast. I appreciate it very much, and I wish her nothing but the best for next year. That'll wrap up today's podcast. There isn't any news going on. I appreciate you guys listening to this. It means a lot to me. And I'll see you guys tomorrow with two fantastic interviews. See you guys then. Have a nice day. Peace.
2: You got a smile that makes the sun rise. You make it shine.